Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad Radio, where today we are here to pump you up. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about some serious vegan muscle today here, folks. So get ready to get your flex on as you hear the story of IFPA Pro and WNBF champion in natural physique, Joe Monk Coleman. This is Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey everybody, what's going on? How is your week going? This is Corey, and if it's your first time hearing us, then thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me. We have an awesome guest today, as always, serious muscle in the house, but uh, hey, what's going on? My name is Corey, and I am a husband, a father of three, and a plant-based athlete, and each week I get to talk to some of the most inspiring people that I can find to help keep me motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. See, for me, finding time to work out and make healthy, quick meals for me and my family all while spending quality time together can be really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these awesome folks that you will take away some quick tips or inspiration that you can try in your life to keep you and your family going strong. Now, as you know, this show would not be possible without some of our amazing sponsors, so I have to give them a mention. Our first sponsor this week is Health IQ. Now, have you guys heard about this? We all know that we need life insurance, of course, but when it comes to those health evaluations that you get, the screenings that you have to get to see if you'll be granted coverage, well, we're all different. Some of us choose to make healthier choices than others, and we should be rewarded for that, right? Well, look, the good folks at Health IQ are out to change the life insurance industry. In fact, they've partnered with insurance providers around the country to bring lower rates to those of us who choose to have a high health IQ. Now, what does that mean? Well, things like exercising and eating more fruits and veggies and even doing yoga can help you get a more affordable rate for you and your family. Now, it all starts by visiting healthiq.com slash leangreendad, and you can start with a Health IQ quiz. So make sure, again, you visit them online, healthiq.com slash leangreendad to get your quiz started today, get a quote, and start reaping the benefits of lower life insurance costs. I also have to give a huge shout out to our local partner, Smart Fitness. Andrew Noble is my buddy over there who runs Smart Fitness, and he has a slow style workout that uses resistance training to get your results that you need. 20 minutes, twice a week, that's all you need to make Smart Fitness work for you. Let me tell you, the workouts are killer. In a good way though. They're not too hard, but they push you. And if you live in Central Florida, make sure you visit them online at gosmartfitness.com. Again, that's gosmartfitness.com to get your first session and evaluation completely free. Finally, I have to give a huge shout out to my friends at Culture City. Now, Culture City was voted one of the top 10 nonprofits in the country. They are the official nonprofit partner of Lean Green Dad, and they are centered around helping children and families living with autism 
through not only awareness, but acceptance initiatives. Well, these initiatives help those families living with autism, but at the same time, they push for acceptance on a larger scale with the general public. Now, because we're all a bit more accepting to those around us who might be a little bit different, this is gonna make the world a better place. Visit them online at culturecity.org. That's culture with a K, culturecity.org. Love those guys. All right, that's enough talking from me. Now let's get to this interview. Now, our guest today is Joe Monk Coleman. As I mentioned before, Joe is an IFPA pro and a WNBF champion in natural physique. This dude is all natural as far as his muscle building supplements. He eats a vegan diet. He competed with guys that were just massive doing steroids and other dirty kind of things, but now he is definitely a clean machine and we'll talk more about that and uh you know how he turned into this vegan lifestyle how we found this vegan lifestyle it's a great story and i'm excited for you to hear it so it is our interview with joe monk coleman let's do it All right, everybody, what's up? We have Joe Monk Coleman with us today. He is joining us to talk about his vegan lifestyle, his vegan bodybuilding, and so much more. So welcome to the show, Monk. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to see you. Where, you. where are you coming to us from, South Florida? Nope. I am on the West Coast, Oakland, California. Oakland, holy cow. Isn't that where mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg is from? Nope. It's, he's in <laughs> California. <laughs> he's in he's California, from Compton, but- I think. No, he's from Long Beach, and that's the way oh, down at the bottom right. of California. Yeah. I should have known that. Oh, man, I shot myself in the foot right the away. Bay, right the away. Bay Area and L.A. is like two different states. Oh, my God. I know you got like a bunch of different states there. The California is huge. Anyways, well, so talk to me about how you started. How did you come about this vegan lifestyle? Obviously, you are an award-winning bodybuilder. You are a natural bodybuilding champion, and... Uh, you didn't, you didn't start off that way. I'm sure when you were five years old, you weren't like, you know what, man? I want to be a bodybuilding champion. I just want to have tons of muscles and just go about and just win competition. So how did this all start for you? No, that's actually how it started. Really? No, I'm playing. So <laughs> I, I wasn't ever even thinking about really uh, competing. I had people uh, come up to me at the gym and say, you should do bodybuilding. But I didn't know anything about it. And I thought it was just, you know, when you say bodybuilding, you look at the guys uh, that are using steroids and they're, uh, five foot seven, 280 pounds, solid muscle. And that wasn't me. So I'm like, what are you talking about? But I didn't know they had these other categories of bodybuilding, you know, the physique category. And um, it's not all like that. But uh, when I did find that out, I still wasn't trying to bodybuild until uh, Jeff Palmer, Clean Machine, reached out to me um, and wanted to sponsor me. After How, did, how did Jeff find you? How did he discover you? Oh, uh, everywhere. No, I'm on social media, so uh, we were linked together in certain vegan sites. And uh, he inboxed me one day and asked if uh, I wanted to get sponsored by him. And I was like, yes. And then uh, after that, uh, I just got into the competing and bodybuilding. Uh, I've only been doing it for um, two years now, and I got a couple more competitions this year. yeah, that's how I started. I would never would have would have happened if I, for one, if I wouldn't have been vegan, and for two, if Jeff wouldn't uh, pick me up. 
Well, we love Jeff Palmer. He has been on a previous episode of Lean Green Dad Radio, and we talked about all of the fabulous supplements that he has created, the clean, amazing supplements. We talked about Cell Block 80 and the BCAAs and his uh, ahi flower oil, which has now been an award-winning, uh, the award-winning ahi flower. So it's, it's, it is. It's an amazing product. I, I actually take all three of them. I'm sure you take all three of them. They are wonderful supplements. And um, so, so talk to me about this, this vegan lifestyle. Talk to me about what was the thing, what was that moment that said, okay, I, I want to I wanna transition this thing. Have, had you heard the word vegan before? No, I've never. Uh, well, I've heard it, but I didn't know what it was. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, I thought it was a cult or something. I didn't have any idea what it was. <laughs> and uh, so what happened is my journey to veganism is a little bit different because uh, about it came with a whole life transition. So about seven years ago, I started meditating daily. And about three years into that, uh, I was eating a, a vegetarian omelet. And the person I was with asked me if I was a vegetarian. And at that moment, it clicked. I never thought about it previously as far as being a vegetarian or being a vegan. For one, I didn't even know what a vegan was. But that question set my life in a whole different direction. At the time, I didn't know why. I I said yes. I kind of left, like, why did I say that? But after that, I knew I wasn't going to eat meat anymore. So I got on the Internet and I started uh, looking up on how, how do I eat because I knew that part of my life was over with. So after I got on there and started doing these research, this research, and it was like trying to figure out why that I said that, and then I went back to meditation. Then I looked up the connection between meditation and, veget- and being a vegetarian. And they say, you, you know, when you get back connected to all that is, you don't want to harm anything. And harming something has to do with eating animals. So you don't want to harm anything. So I guess that's what what happened at that moment. That's all I can come up with. That's uh, fascinating. No one told me anything about, hey, you need to do this. You need to be a vegetarian. You need to be a vegan. You need to be the... No one said anything. It was just that moment. And now I'm here. Wow. That's what happened. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, you were eating a vegetarian omelet just by chance, right? And, and this person brought up the question to you, and it's amazing that your, your, your immediate response was, yes, I am vegetarian. You identified yourself as vegetarian right there. And you know then from- what? The thing about it is it wasn't by chance, Corey. It wasn't by chance. This was all supposed to happen. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm supposed to be where I'm at right now, and that was supposed to unfold the way it did. And now, now I know what a vegan is, and that's why I had to switch to being a vegan instead of vegetarian because – now I understand the process, the egg process, the milk process. And I don't want to, I don't want that. I don't want that to be a part of my life. I don't wear leather. I don't, I mean, I'm all the way in. Me too. Uh, <laughs> right. So, I mean, my perception has changed so much. And now I'm basically, um, I, can, I guess I can call myself an activist. Uh, you know, I speak to a lot of people. A lot of people have converted uh, that I've talked to. And I don't, I'm not pushy. I just tell them facts tell them my experience and then I walk away. So it's about planting seeds and that that's what I do every day. Nice. You know, it, it, there's there's to me there's three reasons why people transition to a vegan lifestyle. It's either for health, it's for the planet or it's for the animals. 
And it sounds like for you, that initial, that initial step was for the animals, for other living things, the consideration for those. Right. But as you continued on that journey, were your eyes like opened and blown away at the health benefits as well? Well, oh my God, the whole thing. I didn't know how animals were treated. I didn't know what it, what it, the effects it has on your body. I didn't know what it, I had new, I see most people, they change because they get information. My information was coming from somewhere else. It was a higher source. It was a higher power that brought this to me. And once I realized what actually was going on with the whole process, now it became ethical. So Amazing. I went from a spiritual to ethical to all of it, right? Once you know the, the information that you can, you can uh, uh, your mental information, you know, the, the facts, what it does to the planet, what it does to the animals, you know, what it does to your body. Now it just, it makes it that much deeper, uh, of, and that has that much more meaning on top of the spiritual aspect of it. Talk to me more about the spiritual aspect of it. You have this name, Monk, Joe Monk Coleman. How how did that come about? Are you are you a practicing monk? I don't even know how to to how one becomes a monk, or is that just a nickname, I, Joe? That's just a nickname. I don't know how someone becomes a monk either. So <laughs> then, so so this is what happened. Um, I have a friend of mine. Uh, I, I I meditate all the time, and then I I stopped my life transition I stopped drinking I didn't go I didn't go out I didn't do any of the things I used to do um, my life completely changed so and I ate I didn't eat meat I didn't drink I didn't do anything so they, they were like well you you act like a monk what are you a monk or something you act like a monk right so that's how I got the nickname because to some people I started acting like a monk so I was like you know I'm gonna go ahead and roll with that because that just, my life changed completely, so why not change the name to go along with it? Nice. I love it. And so what did your, did your friends change? I mean, you had, did you have a specific set of friends, and then after this transition to a vegan lifestyle, they kind of kind of faded away? Maybe some came with you, and then some faded away, and then you had a whole new group of friends? Is that how it worked? Well, I don't really hang out with anybody anymore, and the, when I do hang out with uh People, it usually has to do with something with veganism. So, yeah, I don't, I don't hang out with the same crowd. I don't have the same interests that I used to have. Uh, yeah, I was that party guy. I was in the streets. I was doing different things that are, that are no good. Uh, and now my, my life is completely did a 180. And now I'm a straight-edge vegan activist, physique bodybuilder. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing journey. And not only are you now you know, in amazing shape, but you are giving back to your community. And if anyone goes to your Facebook page, they'll see you doing the vegan homeless giveaway, the, the feed. I forget what you call it. What's, what's the name? We call it the vegan homeless feed. The vegan homeless feed. Okay. And this is where I, I, I saw these videos and I thought they were just great. You've got your friends rolling with you with their spinach in the back of the car. They've got their fresh veggies all diced up and they're handing out food to homeless people in California. And, and so, and it's, and it's good. And it's good food. We got hot food. We got, and then we give them sandwiches for the next day. And we had socks and we had lady products and we had, uh, uh, what else do we have? Toothbrushes. 
Yeah, yeah, we, it was it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, what what was the reception like? What what was it like the first time you went out there and you found your first person who happened to be homeless that uh, you said, "Hey, listen, we want to give you this vegan meal." Did you talk to them about it it being vegan and and everything? Yes. Well, well, this is what we do. There's a lot of homeless camps here in California, so we didn't actually walk up to one person. We went to a camp. So we picked out certain camps. We mapped them out already, picked out certain camps, and then we would show up at the camps. And then we would walk around the tents, because it was like tent cities. And now when you would... say camps, are these like sanctioned areas? Or, or no, these are just... no, no, oh, these are oh. under overpass, overpasses, back streets. Uh, so our area that we're doing now is basically uh, West Oakland, uh, right off the freeway. So the, they can only go in places where people don't complain about them very much. And then when people start complaining, they got to get up and move. And I'm talking about there's young kids, there's teenagers, there's old people, there's sick people. Just It, it shouldn't be like this. So we start going to these homeless camps. And, and so what we're doing now, this is our little movement is pretty fresh. So we're staying in the same. We told them in two weeks we're going to be back. So we, we're building a relationship with them, uh, certain camps. I said every two weeks we're going to be here around the same time. So, you know, tell your friends, anybody needs food, anybody needs uh hygiene products or whatever, we're, gonna, we're coming back. So the more resources we have, we'll start hitting different areas and different camps and different part, part, parts of the town on different days. So we have our West Oakland is where we're at now. So when we start getting more people and more resources, now we're going to hit parts of East Oakland, but we're going to keep them on the same days at the same time. So they know at least at that time they'll be able to get a meal and you know maybe some socks or, or whatever they need. Now, this is this might be a, a strange question, okay? But my wife in the past, when she was in college, she would pass out sandwiches to um, some homeless folks that she might pass on the road or something. She would stop her car and get out, and she would give them a sandwich. Um, there, there was one time where, when she was in college, that she tried to do that, and several homeless folks uh, came out of the wooded area and kind of not uh they, they were aggressive like asking asking for more and and really just wanting her to to have more and she didn't have more at the time um do you do you ever have any kind of not not fear it's not fear joe but do, do you ever just have to keep an extra eye out i mean these are human beings just like you and me and i just i wonder it, if initially even, did you have any kind of fear when you're approaching these folks? Not at all, because I've lived in pretty rough areas, and uh, I'm, I'm really not I'm really not scared. I mean, they know we're there for uh, to help them, and I think if they don't see the fear in you, that they're, they're not going to do anything, right? We're there, we're there to help them, you know. Just like you know, if, if someone senses that you're scared, maybe they'll try to take advantage. But if they if they know you're you're not fearful of them, and you're just there to help. I mean, I think even if someone tried to get up and be aggressive, we had a, a, a woman last time that she was, I don't know if she was on something. She was she was definitely on something. But one of the other people that were there, were they were checking her like, no, you won't be up here acting like this. So they know we're there to help. And, the, and no one's afraid. I mean, um, there's nothing to be afraid of. Nice. Beautiful. So let's let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about bodybuilding. Okay. So... Talk to me about the commitment that it takes to be a bodybuilder. How many days in the gym? What's your routine? Okay, so I know a lot of people are going to be mad about this, but I'm only in the gym probably about eight hours a week. 
what is that transition yeah. to like day wise three days a week what? no 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 it'd be um I, I'm, I'm there a little bit more when it's time to cut weight because I will do a, a, my little 20 minutes of cardio after my workout. But I'm there five or six days a week and rarely more than an hour. When I, when I, have my, uh, when I do my cardio, I'll be there for an hour and a half tops. Uh, it's not about how much you're in the gym. It's about what you're doing when you're there. Yes. I, I did a workout with Jeff Palmer just the other day when I was in South Florida, and we worked out for probably 30 minutes. And I couldn't even move my arms after. <laughs> he yeah, killed yeah. me. Yeah, that's what you, if you really isolate the muscle, whatever you're working, um, it doesn't take that long. I yeah. think a lot of people, for one, they don't, they don't, uh, I always say to my clients, I say no wasted reps. And a lot of times people just go through the motions instead of really focusing on that muscle, that, that mind muscle, that connection that you make when you're, instead of just moving your arms on the bench press, your, your, your mind is in the muscle that you're working and you're squeezing every single rep, right? So you just see people doing, going through the motions. And I can tell when someone's going through the motions. A lot of people can't see that, but it's that little last bit of your rep that's the most important. And most people don't finish their reps. And that's what I, I try to preach to the people that I, I train. So they train correctly instead of just, you know, moving their arms yeah. or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever body part they're trying to work. Absolutely. And, when you do your cardio, what kind of cardio is your favorite? Um, I don't have a favorite cardio. It's not fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But, I hear you. But but when I'm cutting, I will walk stairs and I'll do burpees. Okay. Burpee, burpees and stairs. That's it. I mean, it's no more than 20 minutes. Nice, nice. And uh, so you say you're you're cutting weight. It did, is there any kind of dietary changes that happen when you're trying to cut and really just – tighten everything up so um when it comes so a lot of people are scientific with their macros and all this other stuff when they and then people ask me well what do you do i say i just eat so when it when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to my uh my diet i just eliminate stuff i know is bad i still eat my carbs i still eat every but you know the little extra things that you might eat on a regular basis you just eliminate that so when i eliminate that and then i add my cardio i lean up I mean, my Gen X, I guess, are good. I lean up really fast. What kind so, of junk? What kind of junk food are we talking about here, Joe? That you're getting rid um, of? So, well, I would eliminate all pasta. Now we do spaghetti squash, anyways. But uh, and the vegan cookies. Sometimes I eat not Oreos, the little protein cookies, but oh, okay. it has a lot of a lot of sugar in it. Um, uh, and you know, just like snacks, like you know, my wife will bring snacks and stuff in the house, and I. I just won't touch them. I just won't touch them. That's willpower right there. Oh yeah, boy, I, I got a goal. You know, you got a you got a little bit of discipline goes a long ways. That's right. That's right. Interesting. Yeah, so, right. So as far as my uh, my, I've been lifting weights since the '80s. So even when I was running the streets and doing my thing, I always was in the gym. I'd be the guy to go with a hangover to the gym, <laughs> and, and you know, one of them guys, right? Everybody else is sleeping it off, and I'm in the gym working out. So um, I, it's, I think it stayed in my life for a reason because now I'm using this to, to make people aware of what's going on and in, in, in about my veganism and making people aware of what's going on with the planet and the animals and their body and their health. Was there a documentary that you like the most? Like, I mean, for me, it's Forks Over Knives. I love that movie. I think it's like one of the best representations of uh, – 
a vegan lifestyle, a plant-based lifestyle, as they say, that it, it isn't so in your face, right? There's a lot of people that don't like the, um, they don't like to see what happens in factory farms. They don't like to see the, the way the animals are mistreated. So if that's the case, then I tell them, hey, go check out Forks Over Knives because it talks about it from a cholesterol point of view or something like that to kind of ease people in, you know? But is, is there one that, that you, that really sticks out to you? Well, I tell you the truth, and you're going to be mad at me. I've never even seen that. But I've recommended it. So the only one I've ever really seen, and that's what I'm saying. When I became a vegan, I didn't even know these videos were out. I didn't know anything about it. So I'm like, I can't be vegan without knowing what I knew on a, 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 a deeper level, I, I think. You know, it wasn't a mind level. It was a deeper level, I knew. Because we're all connected that way if we really pay attention and we tap in. But um, i seen Earthlings, uh, not all of it, because I just couldn't. You know, I don't, I'm I'm not part of that, but I did recommend that movie for a lot of people. It's like, you want to see what happens? You say you love animals? Look at this. So, I mean, I know it's in your face, but it it needs, this is a truth, reality. This is reality. If you don't, if you can't watch it, then deep down inside, you know it's wrong. Right. And if it's wrong, then why are you doing it? That's true. How how are you going to turn your head from something that you're part of? Yeah, it's hard for me to understand how folks can have pets, right? The the same folks that don't want to see earthlings are the same ones that love their dogs or love their cats, right? And and they make a connection with the animal, their family. Why can't you make that connection and know that these other animals can be family too? I don't get it either. Hmm. You're out there rescuing dogs while eating a bacon cheeseburger. I don't get it. Mm. how can you not see that the hypocrisy in that how can you not see that but there's got to be some way to ease the folks in right can't we how can we how can we be accepting of others that you know choose to live this lifestyle that uh that choose to eat meat i should say how do we ease people in that choose to eat meat and and not be so exclusive in the sense that it's like Hey, listen, we're we're vegan, man. You don't understand. Like, this is how it is. And let me educate you. What, what's that? What's that middle ground? No, I don't ever do that. Ever. No one likes. A, I'm not even going. No one likes a person that's a jerk. No one does. And in in even if you're technically not one, they you might get perceived as one. I never do that. Most of the people that I talk to people about veganism, they approach me. I say. The best example is how you live. How you live is what's going to make people attracted to you and want to know more. I've had so many people come up to me and just say, oh, you're a vegan, huh? Because, you know, I'll be wearing vegan shirts in the gym and stuff. And they'll come up to me. And I don't have to say anything. I don't have to. I'm never aggressive, never rude. I just tell them in a nice way, well, this is what's going on. And then I walk off and then they're, they're sitting there with their jaw hanging down. And that's it. I know it's in there. And I know sooner or later that that seed is going to, something's going to happen to make it real for them, whether it's biting into a piece of meat and getting a vein or, you know, something that they're going to see is going to make it real to them because now it's, it's in there. It's in there somewhere. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. So Great. by example, by example is is how um, I live. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always a kind. I'm, I'm not only for animal rights, I'm for human rights and I'm, I'm about for for being kind, just in general. So anytime you come to somebody aggressively, 
you're defeating your own point. No, no one wants to walk outside of a football game and someone has a sign saying you're going to hell. No one's going to join that church. Yep. It, it, it doesn't happen that way. I don't, I don't understand how people think that that works. You can't bully somebody into thinking the way you do or seeing the truth. You can't do it. It's true. It's true. Um, talk to me about meditation because you seem to be a specialist when it comes to meditating. There's apps out there, man. They, they tell you what to do. Some people say they can't quiet their mind enough to meditate. For me, I feel very lucky because when I get a chance to meditate, I can, you know, I'm sitting up straight. The spine is aligned and I'm able to go into a sense of, of, of awareness yet nothingness at the same time. Right. Right. And and that's when things come to you, right? It's a constant refocusing, refocusing, refocusing on breathing. And there's some people that say, oh, I can't meditate or, oh, I can barely, I can't, my mind is just going too fast. Like, it was the ones that need it the most. Right, right. right. So like, what, what, do, what do you do? Do you, do you have music that you, that you use? Is it just a quiet room? What do you do? So this is what I do. Uh, when I first started, I was like, organized religion I was raised in that and that didn't work for me and, and when I my late teens I did exactly the opposite of what I was taught because it was, I was living out of fear so I was like if I'm going to live out of fear I might as well do what I want right so I was running wild so I came back to it later in my 30s and I went back and I was like no this is not it and I always had meditation in the back of my mind I said this, this then organized religion is not for me so I looked up some stuff on the internet and I just started sitting. And, and what I noticed right away is when I left the house, my mindset was different at least. I said, I don't know what this is doing, but I know when I leave the house, I'm a little more focused. You know, when I take time to myself, instead of jumping up and running around like, you know, all crazy and getting out of the house, you're, you slowed it down before you get out of the house. So your, your mind is different. But oh, as the years, I, and I would made it every day, as the years progress, then people were like, what, what are you doing? So just like going to the gym, your first day, you're not going to see no changes. Go to the gym for three years straight and watch how you change. Well, meditation is the same way, but it's an internal change. So in about the third year into it, that's when the veganism thing started, a vegetarian at first. But um, all I do is, I used to go into the bathroom and do it, right? I, they used to think I was crazy. I'd go into the bathroom, sit down in there. It's like, what are you doing in there? I was like, you know, so they always knew if they looked in the, under the bathroom door and the light was off, I was in there meditating. That was my spot. So now what I do every morning as I get up at 4 a.m., uh, I leave out the house before 5. So I get up at 4 a.m. every single morning and I just get comfortable, sit, sit up and, and relax and take some deep breaths of gratitude and I just be I just just there you know no no uh I'm not trying to do anything I'm just trying to be present and, you how, know sometimes go ahead how long I usually do 20 minutes and sometimes I do 20 minutes two times a day and at night a lot of times I'll put on a guided meditation to sleep on so, so you, f you fall asleep to a guided meditation right right Right. Okay. I okay. did last night. So I put on a guided meditation instead of like a, a TV or something, right? You got, you know, you're still listening even though you're asleep. So uh, put it on there and, and go to sleep on it. That's what I do. That's amazing. And you wake up refreshed. How many hours of sleep 
a night do you do you try to get? It depends. Well, I get up at four, so, so a lot of times I'm in the bed by ten. But sometimes I get in bed earlier, you know, between nine and ten, maybe eight thirty if I'm lucky. But yeah, usually around nine nine thirty. Nice, beautiful. Well, Joe, what what's what's on the horizon for you? What's coming up next? What's what's next? You got a big competition coming up? I do. I have one in August, uh, August twentieth, and then I have another one coming up in October. So these are going to be natural ones. The last competition I was in was NPC, uh, and I don't know if you know about NPC, but no, there's a lot a lot of drugs going on in that one. Ooh. So uh, yeah, yeah, NPC is the one. It's like they don't test and they don't do anything. But it was here in a local. It was local in town. So. I'm like, yeah, let me just go ahead and do it. But what I seen backstage was crazy. No, what? Don't tell me guys are shooting up backstage. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't see them doing it. Just, just, you just know they are doing it. You know, <sighs> just their, their proceeds. And it's like, bodybuilding uh, was initially made for, to be healthy. And now all of a sudden, it's killing people. So there's something that's going wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I, I don't even know. So there's natural bodybuilding competitions with just natural athletes, and then right. there's other competitions where they don't regulate anything. Yeah, most competitions are not regulated. Most competitions actually the drugs. It, the bigger, the more ripped you are, the better. It doesn't matter how you get there, and that's the bodybuilding you see on TV is that. So it's, it's the natural competitions are harder to come by because you know a lot of you know most everybody that's in bodybuilding is using so. They don't want any parts of the natural competition. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So coming up, uh, when's your next uh, vegan homeless feed? It is not tomorrow, but two, the next Tuesday. So now we're starting out every other Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. And, where and it's, we... just, it's just going to grow. It's just going to grow. I mean, already it's just it's amazing. You got to get a website for this so you can well, start hosting the videos and stuff. Yeah, I, well, I'm going to go live at least every every time we have one. And, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, also get a um, – I think me and uh, uh, Jay, the one I started it with, uh, we're going to get a YouTube together too. And, uh, you know, the more people see it, the more people, you know, want to help. And uh, we actually started a GoFundMe uh, page too. So anybody that wants to donate that can't be there can donate. So, the more, like I said before, the more resources we have, the more places we can go, the more days we can go. Uh, and that's what we're trying to do. You know, we hit as many locations and as many days as we can. Wow. Well, we are going to put your GoFundMe page on the show notes for this podcast. And we'll make sure to also link to your Clean Machine page so people can see what's going on with you and uh, learn a bit, little bit about your story. So that'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited about everything that's... that's um, that's coming. Uh, we've been talking about uh, in LA opening a vegan gym. Uh, someone contacted me about uh, being part of a vegan gym down in LA too. So nice. We got that. We got that going. Yeah, I know there's one in South Florida that I've heard of. Um, I cannot remember the name of it, but it's in my. It's in the like Fort Lauderdale area, at least the one that I that I heard about. I met him at VegFest, but um, I'll put that in the show notes too once I find the actual name of it. Um. Okay, one last question. It's about your tattoos. You're you're covered in tattoos. So is there no, a story? No, are you serious? <laughs> is there a story behind those? Man, so my first, it's it's crazy because it's almost like the story of my life, right? 
<laughs> my first tattoo was 24 years ago, and it was my son's name. But, and I'm going to tell you this, under my son's name, I have a hand holding a pistol, right? Pointing at, you know, you're like you're looking at it. So that tells you where my mentality was at that time, hmm. right? Now I'm getting ready to get my burst vegan tattoo, and I'm getting my little ohm symbol on my neck. <laughs> but the rest of the tattoos, um, if you were to look at them, it shows where I was at in my life at the time. And, uh, and that's why I need to keep continuing. Uh, I'm going to keep continuing to get them, but I'm not going to get them you know, anywhere crazy or anything. But yeah, it's like a story. It's, it's, it tells a story for sure. Yeah, nice. so and you're I'm not totally going to... And you can't remove them. You can't remove parts of your life. That that this is what made you who you are today. Right, and I never would want to remove them. You know, I just uh, I'm, I I like it when people ask me about them, and I and I tell them, you know, why I got them and where I was when I got them. Is you know they tell stories. Tattoos tell stories. They do. They do. This one, the, the one I have, hurt. It hurt getting it. And oh, it come on, Corey. Come on, Corey. No, earning it, Joe. 16 oh, hours, man. Okay. That's what hurt. <laughs> I'm like, I was laughing when they were putting it on. Are you kidding right, me? Right, right. I'm like, don't tell me the tattoo hurt. No, no, no. That's everybody. Yeah. That's a mind thing, man. Everybody gets oh, yeah. so messed up over how bad it hurts. It doesn't hurt. No, it's just uncomfortable. It's kind of therapy, though. Yes. I like to sit back. I like, actually, I like the sound of it. I like the... Um, just going into a year. It's almost like, med- seriously, it's almost like meditation to me. I go somewhere else. I just kind of zone out and just let it happen. A slightly painful meditation, yes. Right, right. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Joe, thank you for taking some time to talk to us today. I'm really excited that we were able to connect. And, uh, man, you are like you are like a refreshing, a breath of fresh air. It's like talking to you has helped relax me. So uh, thanks for being so cool. And uh, we'll make sure to link everything up in the show notes. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you having me and reaching out to me. And uh, uh, we're friends now. All right. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. But hey, don't let your experience end here. Visit us online at leangreendad.com. There you can find a free three-step, three-video grocery guide series where I walk you through Whole Foods Market and show you the stuff that I get on my grocery list each week to keep my family healthy and happy. In addition to that, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. We even have a YouTube channel. And of course, if you feel so inclined, you can sign up for our email newsletter. Either way, I'm so happy that you had uh, a little bit of time to join me, whether you're going to work or you're just listening at, uh, at work or walking the dog, whatever you're doing. Thank you so very much. And until next time, this is Corey saying keep going that extra mile for your family. See you next week, guys.